This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. I've got Kolani Fila, JMPD spokesperson. Let me bring Kolani and Juluka into the conversation. Kolani, welcome to Power 98.7. How are you, Kolani? Uh, good evening. I'm uh, good, thanks. And I hope that you are good as well. And of course, the listeners as well. Absolutely, Kolani. I'm good, man. And I'm really, really grateful and thankful that you've joined us at this particular time of the night. JMPD spokesperson, of course, right here in the city of Johannesburg. Juleka Latib, uh, coordinator of the Informal Traders and Hawkers Association. Welcome to Power 98.7. How are you, Juleka? I'm good. Thank you very much. And thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Juleka, let's start with you. Um, and, and, and then you can maybe just begin to paint the, the, the picture for us. Um, when, when you hear somebody like Yanga, who's talking about Cape Town and, and originally from the Val, and he says, you know, informal traders doing, you know, on the streets in Belleville, and he's seen it here in Johannesburg, and then he begins to bring into that particular conversation, he brings into also the context of foreign nationals as well into that particular conversation. So, so from, a, from a walkers and traders informal traders and hawkers association and perspective um you know let's let's start with the kind of rights that you you have or that you think you have or that you want to acknowledge and that you think that particularly then are broken when it comes to you and and in and in specific regard to you what 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 are the kind of rights that would apply then to informal traders and hawkers and, and which then need to be protected by the association and, and which you think then get violated whenever you, know, um, you know, whenever you are then approached by the security establishment. What are, what are those particular rights that you firstly think get violated as, as belonging to the informal traders and hawkers association, the primary rights that you would have? Um, that 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 you think get violated. Um, thank you very much for the opportunity. But like I've heard what um, the gentleman has just said about informal traders uh, sitting around and, and, and I mean around the, the spaces and so on, yeah. and where they should be actually. Yeah, that, that's younger and, younger in Cape Town. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Correct. Um, Actually, if we look at Johannesburg, mm. Johannesburg was not designed for informal traders mm. initially, if you look at it in a party system. Yeah. So therefore, we know how did the informal traders become uh, traders on the street? And because of jobs, they lost jobs. Mm. They lost jobs in a tremendous way, meaning that they no longer had anything that they could fall back on. So they, they, mm. they, they've actually gone down to the street. Mm. And that is where we sit today. Mm. Our economy is in a total chaos. I'm not even only I'm not only talking about the city of Johannesburg, but mm. I'm talking also if you if you go into the township areas, mm. nothing has changed in, in with the informal traders. Meaning that if you are in, if say for instance you're coming from a, a remote place, like for instance I'm talking about Tembalishi, mm. uh, the nature, what has changed for the informal traders in Tembalishi? Being informal settlements, nothing. Mm. So if you look at it, many of our informal traders, they come from the remote areas mm. looking for a better livelihood. And then they are 
all congested in the city. Mm. How is our economy going to grow if we're not going to take it into the township area? Mm. Here is where our problem is. Our economy is only focused in Johannesburg. Mm. And people are spending a, a hell of a lot of money just to go into the city to go and sell their, their goods. Mm. And the thing is, as we look at the city at the moment, we are overcrowded because there's not enough space for people to do their normal work, I mean, or, they, uh, or selling on the streets. Mm. So therefore, the congestion is there. We need to go back to the into the informal areas and grow the business. Mm. This is where our problem is. That's why we are overcrowded. Because coming from another area and coming to Jenner's will cost you money. Mm. Transport mm. is so expensive. We don't have a train system anymore. Even the people on the train, they no longer have jobs. They are also sitting on the street. So you can see how our economy, it's like in a collapse. Mm. And that's where I, I stand. How are we going to recover sure. from what is people are, how people are living? It is, it, it's, that, it's actually, you know, it's not easy to come on radio and say that it's right or it's wrong. But how are we going to recover? Mm. You mean, and, and, and I suppose also you're asking the question, how are we going to get to a kind of solution then where everybody is happy about, um, you know, what, what then happens around informal traders? Absolutely, because the thing is, there's now a lot of pointing fingers. You come from here, you come from there. Who's going to sit where? Who, who must you be kind to? Who must you fight with? I mean, you know what, we, we, we're all there. And you know what, we've never, like I come from an area called Indonesia. We don't have a problem of, of migrant issues. We're working side by side. And that is what we maintain. We need to, we need to, we need to stand together and we need to work together. Mm. I mean, we, we can't say, we can't point fingers. Because at the end of the day, we are all in it. We all, we're all going through the very same problem. During mm. COVID, we went through the very same problem. And we stood side by side and we didn't point fingers. Mm. I mean, you know, I know the crisis is our country is an economic collapse. And now we are looking at each other and we, we, we're actually fighting with each other. Mm. On, and, and, and this is not how we're supposed to be living as human beings. We, we come from Human Rights Day. What is Human Rights Day in South Africa today? I sure, think. sure. Let me... Juleka, let me go to Kolani. Kolani, when you when you hear those kind of comments, and and I mean you've got a job to do, and JMPD, you know, is is that particular authority that 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 obviously has a, a particular responsibility in the city and 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 beyond the city limits as well. But 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 here's somebody who says, you know, we come from you know remote areas, we congested in the city. We'd also just like to move back into informal areas, but but you know what, the pressure onto the the the, the city itself because that's where you know business takes place. And then obviously that comment also about migrants when we're working side by side. And of course, then you are that individual who then comes and says, okay, fine, but but you need permits. And then also you need documentation to be in the country legally. And also there are particular bylaws that you've also got to got to uphold. But when you hear the story from Juleka and she says, you know, we're at odds because, you know, the city of Johannesburg was never designed to be, you know, a place for for informal settlements. When you hear that, what 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 how do you approach that kind of conversation? Uh, thank you once again for the opportunity. Uh, it, it is a, a difficult uh, uh, situation 
Mm. And especially when it comes to in, uh, formal trading within the city of Johannesburg, we know that the city does encourage uh, freedom to engage mm. in informal trading, but that has to be in compliance uh, with uh, the bylaws or any other act mm. that uh, uh, governs uh, uh, this uh, form of trading. But uh, seeing uh, in the times that we are living in at this present moment uh, with uh, uh, financial difficulties Mm. and uh, the influx of a lot of people, like each and every day there's an influx of people within the city of Johannesburg. Mm. Uh, uh, As a caring city, we also have to be considerate to uh, people who are trying to make a living. Uh, It becomes harder on our part as uh, law enforcement because we come at the end part of the process where bylaws are being uh, promulgated and are being approved by council. Yeah. And there are certain departments, like uh, my colleague, Muzi, uh, spoke, you spoke to him earlier. Yes. We specifically Pick it up. that uh, waste uh, management bylaws is uh, particularly uh, their uh, speciality. Mm. But then JMPD comes in with the enforcement. So it, it, it does become uh, difficult because uh, as officers, we become the first, first point of contact Mm. between uh, us and the informal trader. So it then becomes like the onus is on the law enforcement side on how are we treating people and why uh, do we do this. Mm. Uh, But there's uh, certain processes that come to that. But uh, when it comes to uh, consultation, I think that is uh, really important, and especially uh, in these days and times, looking how uh, the situation is uh, within the country and within the city as well, uh, mm. seeing that uh, people are desperate, uh, people want to make an honest uh, way of living and not uh, uh, going to crime, uh, mm. then uh, it, it is important uh, for us uh, and at the bottom of the, of the table to also consult with other stakeholders, and especially when it comes to informal trading, mm. uh, one of the biggest partners is the uh, Department of Economic Development, who actually uh, set out uh, permits and uh, also uh, designated places where uh, people can trade. Mm. So uh, consultation between us as city departments, but also with the organizations uh, uh, representing informal traders and uh, find an amicable solution on how to uh, actually uh, go through this. But uh, when it comes uh, to us as law enforcement, there's uh, other uh, either uh, restricted conduct or mm. prohibited areas where we are meant to uh, enforce these bylaws, like uh, a person is not uh, meant to trade where they are going to obstruct either a vehicle or mm. pedestrian traffic in front of a church or in front of a police station. So uh, those still need to be uh, uh, enforced, but at the same time, uh, we should accommodate uh, uh, informal traders who are where we do see that they are trading in a place where there is some chance of negotiation. So mm. it, it is a, a catch-22 situation, uh, but I think uh, through consultation, uh, uh, we can uh, move forward in a positive manner. Sure. And, and, and then I, I just want to ask you, you know, you've, you've detailed, you know, um, a, a system whereby you say Johannesburg is a caring city. You come in at the, at the hard end of, of, of the process because you are mm-hmm. that particular place that enforces stuff. Consultation and relationships, you say, is important. And then also, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the whole aspect of, of a person needing to engage in an honest way of living. So, so when is the law the law? and the law by you when when do you 
you know, enforce that particular bylaw? And when don't you enforce that particular bylaw? Having taken into consideration all these things where you talk about relationships, you talk about a caring city, you know, you Mm -hmm. talk about people needing to have an honest way of living. They're not particularly, you know, criminals or crooks and trying to engage in other things. But, but, Mm -hmm. but, but, But when is the law the law then? When is it when you walk past and when is it when you don't walk past? When, when do you decide to do, to do that? Uh, it, it goes back uh, to the fact where there are prohibited uh, areas where you're not meant to trade mm. in a, a restricted manner where you're uh, not uh, meant to act in a, a certain manner. So those, unfortunately, we, we can't compromise. I know when it comes to the city and issuing out of uh, permits, Mm. uh, the city hasn't issued permits uh, in uh, quite some time. So we are being lenient on that in the first place, knowing that uh, people might be uh, carrying permits which have expired, but they are trading in uh, uh, places where they are meant to be trading. So we are uh, lenient towards that. Uh, But uh, it it is uh, difficult uh, for us as uh, law enforcement uh, uh, officers because uh, we find that uh, some of us or my colleagues, I should say, that uh, they were brought up with uh, money that was made by the parents who were selling from uh, uh, mm, mm. the sidewalk or, f- or from uh, uh, different places within the city. Mm. So it, it is uh, difficult, but uh, at the end of the day, unfortunately, the, the law needs to be enforced mm. and uh, we're in places where it's totally prohibited and in a restricted manner, then we need to uh, take action. Let me ask you, let me divert before I just go back to Juleka a little bit. Let me divert. Um, I, want to make, I want to make the distinction be- between informal traders and, and the Hawkers Association that you, that you obviously, you know, in consultation with and you have to have a relationship. And those are in designated areas and in specific places where, of course, they need to be and have permits, right? And, and, and that's the conversation at the moment. Let me, let me ask you about this particular conversation. When you have a formal, formal trader who is in a particular building and they have a door and you can enter that particular shop and, mm-hmm. and engage those particular goods in there. But they mm-hmm. begin then to put their goods out on the pavement as though that is an informal trader space because then it looks like it's an informal trader activity, but it's not. It's actually a, mm-hmm. a, a, a formal in, in yeah, it's a formal business who has taken its goods, whether they be cell phones or clothes or whatever it is, and it's put up stalls in front on the pavement, directly on mm-hmm. the pavement. And, mm-hmm. and, and do you make a distinction between that? Because that is also what happens a lot in Johannesburg. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it gets, you know, confused to be mm-hmm. an informal trader space. And I think sometimes we blame informal traders for that, mm, for that particular activity, and it's not them. No, it, that, that is true. Uh, we actually do find that uh, in uh, streets like uh, JP Street, uh, next to Small Street, where uh, formal traders who have their clothing uh, uh, stores, mm. and then they put their mannequins just outside their stores uh, to advertise their building, their, 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 their business. Mm. So uh, that is also uh, not allowed. 
if you have your formal store, then you should keep your business inside your formal store. But then as an informal trader as well, if you are going to be trading outside then uh, in, within the bylaws, mm. it says that you shouldn't be trading with the uh, uh, same type of uh, goods or material that the formal trader is uh, trading in. Mm. But we do find in most cases that uh, informal traders protrude from their premises and uh, use uh, the outside space to continue with their business. But uh, uh, whatever items that we do find, they are impounded or that a person is advised to take their business inside their store. And then, and then I have a follow-up question. Should anybody be in the, on the pavement in, in the first place? The, the pavement in front of any store or just next to the street is, is absolutely demarcated for pedestrians because other than that, you'd be encro- you know, en- en- encroaching onto the, onto the street per se. And a lot of people do that because you know, mm-hmm. that, that particular space is taken up. Should anybody be on the pavements? And I'm just trying to work out on the bylaws here. Should mm-hmm. anybody be on the pavements in the first place? Um, and, 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 and particularly, are there permits that, you know, then that are given out for people to be on the pavements? So, so let, let me, let me just check with the pavement scenario, whether, you know, and, and what is the right then of that particular pedestrian? Uh, on a pavement, uh, uh, you can in a certain instance, but it also, de- it depends on the dimension of the pavement. So if the, the sidewalk is big enough for you to have your store, and also for uh, a pedestrian to walk, then that is permitted. But if you're completely blocking uh, pedestrian traffic, then that is uh, not permitted. So we do allow uh, stores to be on the sidewalk, Mm. but it also depends on the dimension of the sidewalk, how big it is, and if it's allowed to have a store and also to allow uh, pedestrians to move as well. Let me go to Juleka. Juleka, what do you find are the most common, you know, complaints that you would have that, you know, let's be it harassment or arrests or confiscation of goods, whatever it is. What, what is your most common complaint that you would have uh, from, from the security establishment around informal, informal traders and walkers? Um, um, I, I, I just wanted to actually mention because like, like, um, uh, the JMPD officers just mentioned this, mm. that it is infringing the, the law. But you cannot sell your goods mm. when when people are walking. Yeah, sure. That is totally out of order because it's, like I said, the city was not designed for this kind of activities, mm. meaning there's not much place to walk. Mm. And that's why we well, are pavements. Pa- pavements are designated areas for pedestrians, mm-hmm. and and, yes, and that's how exactly. I understand it. Mm. Yes, exactly. But like I'm saying to you, it's I'm I'm trying to figure out that how how are we going to design better? Mm. Because something needs to be done. Because if, like for instance, if somebody is walking and when it's an informal trader or even like for the formal business, it's mm. putting this stuff outside. It's congestion. Mm. So, yes, then I do agree that um, it should be confiscated Mm. because you cannot allow people to walk off. You know, I mean, they even say, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I've heard them saying, I'm sorry. Mm. And you shouldn't be sorry to walk. Mm. Yeah, there needs to and, be a lockdown. And, and, and so, so you're answering to a, to a scenario where most times people blame you for, for being on the pavements, but it's actually not you. It's actually the formal traders who have just taken up the pavements. Yes, 
exactly. Mm. And it's supposed to be the, the goods inside the shop, mm. not outside. Let me ask you. Let me ask you that question again, uh, Juleka. The the kind of things that you find that that impact on on you know informal traders and hawkers the most. What is it? Is it is it particularly the enforcement of of permits? Is it the enforcement of foreign nationals not being you know not having the necessary documentation? Is it documentation in the in the main? Is it the sale of counterfeit goods? What 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 is the main uh, issue that that you see mainly that you know when 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 the security arrives and 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 JMPD arrives? What in the main would you say? are the issues that, you know, impact the informal traders and hawkers association and, and those, those, those that are doing business? What, what in the main are those things that impact them? Well, definitely the, the permits are a huge issue because then we don't have control. It, there is a problem with the, the issuing of, of not having permits because then we're not running things uh, in, a, in a proper way, lawfully, mm. because... They should actually be having permits. And they, from 2016, they have not been issued permits. Mm. So since yeah. so and, and and that's what and that's what Golani says. He says no permits for some time now. So you're saying since 2016 there have been no issuing of permits. Yes, that's correct. Is, is that is that not in some way? some way of trying to curb, some way of trying to control the kind of things that are already happening in and around informal traders. Because like you said, it's you, you cannot just put more permits in a congested area. You can't put more permits in an area where there are people who are either licensed and who don't have licenses. So if you just issued more licenses, you would have even more congestion. How do you deal with that then? So wouldn't wouldn't the non-issuing of permits be a way then of the establishment uh, of the establishment maybe saying that you know what we're trying to control it because if we just give more permits there would be even more congestion the kind of thing that you're talking about yes yes and no um of the issuing of, of, of not having permits cited cited now at the moment and that's where the congestion is putting in, in a huge congestion mm. because now we don't know who's real and who's not real Mm. And it does paint a big picture on how we could, how is the city going to maintain and also change the way um, the informal trade is put in in mm. proper places and also having things regulated in a proper manner. Mm. Kulani, there's nothing that people are going to do about the city. You know, uh, Juleka says, you know, the city was never designed. And she says, maybe people need to look at, you know, um, how how it needs to be designed better. But that's not going to happen in a long, 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 long while. You know, Johannesburg, the, the inner city of Johannesburg is going to look like the inner city of Johannesburg long after me and you have left this particular earth. So, you know, it's not going to change pretty soon. You've got to make do with what is presently out there. Do you do you do you mainly because Juleka says that you know migrants and and foreign nationals you know they they work side by side. What 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 is your policy towards that particular thing? Uh, when you say you know you're building relationships, honest way of living, you know to, you know engaging the stakeholders and 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 you know. You know sometimes you've just got to you know let let people go on and and 
due business, you know. How 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 do you enforce the 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 scenario of foreign nationals when it comes to that? Is that a no go area and a non compromise area? Because in the first in the first instance, that person would not have the documentation to be in this country. The person would be illegal, and then on top of that, the person would be doing business. So now I I I can get the scenario where somebody like Juleka would say, listen. The person has no other scope but to do business on the streets and try to make a living. How how do you look at as at that as the JMPD? Because there are two scenarios in that particular instance. One is the Ill- illegality of the individual in the country, and then there's the illegality of the person then who would not then have the necessary documentation, and then probably a third one where the where the where the goods might be counterfeit. No, definitely. No, I think in in all those uh, uh, instances, uh, the law has to uh, play its uh, full course. Uh, firstly, if the person uh, is illegal in the country, he is contravening the uh, Immigration Act and needs to be arrested and detained and deported. And if you don't have the proper documentation, and especially as a foreign national, uh, for you to be uh, trading or uh, having a business within the country, uh, that needs to be uh, registered and uh, formalized within uh, the proper structures and especially through uh, immigration. And uh, it, it is important that we uh, do not compromise on the law when it comes, when it comes uh, to uh, to that part. If you're undocumented, then un- definitely you're not meant to be in the country, and the law has to uh, play its full course. Mm. Is there is there an element, and and I want to get to this particular point. Is there an element because you know when people talk of the JMPD and 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 their business, and some people will blame the JMPD for some things that are not necessarily also you know their responsibility. But mm-hmm. but is there an element of corruption that you're dealing with within the JMPD within your ranks, whereby people do walk the other way uh, and and look the other way when they should be dealing with something that's in front of them, whereby people will you know confiscate goods uh, on on the basis that you know those particular goods they they would not return or you know um, hand over to the authorities that they would need and and do you do you have an element of that because that's some of the some of the uh, things that you know people would talk about and say you know uh, we're going about our business but of course you know JMPD you know need, needs to be bribed this particular way JMPD mm-hmm. needs to be looked at looked after this particular way is that a ever-growing concern that you are becoming engaged with around some of your some of the individuals around issues either of you know hawkers and or in general around the kind of duties that JMPD would be doing uh, it, it is uh, something that we do uh, come across uh, I'd say there are some uh, bad apples within the ranks, but uh, most of our officers are doing a great job mm. in ensuring that uh, the residents and visitors within the city of Johannesburg are safe. Uh, but uh, we are encouraging the members of public because at most times they con- are confronted with these uh, type of situations to uh, report uh, uh, matters like this. And especially if an informal trader feels in any way that they've been uh, mistreated or the matter was uh, unfairly handled, then they can most definitely contact the Johannesburg Metropolitan uh, Police Department's Internal Affairs uh, Unit 
uh, who will mm. investigate the matter and if uh, it does necessitate any disciplinary action that will be uh, taken. Uh, but uh, most importantly, with the informal traders, if an official uh, does uh, come and either remove or impound your goods, mm. firstly, you need to be uh, treated humanely and all those items need to be uh, noted on a receipt uh, where they'll explain where these items will be taken and how much you'll need uh, to pay for them uh, uh, to be uh, taken out and also uh, where they'll be taken. So it's important for an officer to to do that, to ensure that uh, the law is uh, followed uh, Mm. fully. Uh, But uh, uh, as... Uh, I did say that uh, if a member of public feels that the matter was treated unfairly, Mm. then they they can most definitely contact our internal affairs unit uh, by calling the anti-corruption hotline, which is uh, 0800-203-712, or either go to the offices at our depot in the Wemmer complex that's in the Johannesburg CBD Mm. under the N2 uh, bridge, and they can... uh, 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 lay a complaint uh, with, with, with that. And uh, informal traders are also encouraged to take note of the name of the official impounding the goods and the re- registration number of the vehicle used so it will be easier to trace whoever uh, was dealing with your matter. You said 0800-203-712. Yes, that's correct. Let, let me ask you another another question, and, and, and I sometimes fall into that particular um, uh, category as well, and so don't 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 fault me for it. Uh, don't blame okay. for me for it. But I am a citizen mm-hmm. of this particular country, so I fall maybe into a particular category also where I sometimes think that there there might be an overemphasis on traffic violations, uh, you know, rather than you know all the other bylaws. Do you mm-hmm. do you find that that is uh, criticism that comes your way a lot, whereby? You know, uh, over 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 emphasis on traffic violations, and I'm not saying people mustn't be 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 you know uh, uh, ticketed for you know parking in a particular way or speeding or you know crossing you know barrier lines or whatever. But but mm-hmm. but is there or have you heard of the criticism that suggests that there's an over emphasis on on traffic violations and not so much all the other bylaws? Uh, hey, we get many criticisms <laughs> on, on on that matter. Some people will say we're concentrating uh, more on crime than actually traffic. Uh, but uh, uh, with uh, JMPD, we've got three core mandates, which is uh, crime prevention, uh, traffic management, and bylaw enforcement. Uh, but with uh, crime prevention, we uh, do it in support of the South African Police Services, and then uh, mostly of our duties then uh, have to go to the traffic management and bylaw enforcement. But uh, seeing the state in which uh, our city and the country is in with uh, uh, increasing crime rates, uh, most of our focus uh, as well is uh, going towards uh, uh, preventing crime within the, the city of Johannesburg. But, you know, we do get a, a lot of criticism, uh, especially on uh, traffic management. At mm. some point, people say we're not even uh, visible enough and they need us at uh, most critical intersections within the city, uh, we are doing our best to ensure that uh, traffic uh, is uh, controlled and uh, congestion is alleviated, especially with this, uh, if I should put it in inverted commas, this pandemic called load shedding. Mm. (laughs) So uh, officers also need to be uh, spread throughout the city to ensure that we do uh, control and uh, uh, alleviate any congestion uh, on the road. 
but uh, hey, the criticism uh, is a lot, mm. but we have to roll with the punches as law enforcement, and we can't say just because you criticized us, mm. we can't uh, uh, serve and protect you. We'll still do that uh, with the uh, best of our ability. Mm. Let me go to Juleka. Juleka, the, the, the consultation and the relationships, do you feel that between the Traders and, and Walkers Association, there's a, a, a comfortable a comfortable relationship with the authorities, with JMPD, with all the other authorities that 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 you know uh, you've got to deal with. Would would you say it's a it's a it's a comfortable relationship? It's it's one that's an open relationship. How would you describe that particular relationship with with your stakeholders? Well, with the JMPD issue, I I won't say we're having a a great time because many of our traders complain a lot that their goods get confiscated. Mm. But we always tell them that they've got we've got pro bono lawyers. They can go to them and they can go and explain the situation. Mm. And also, as the gentleman has just mentioned, that they they must have they must give them and issue them with a, a notice. Mm. What they take from them, and you find sometimes that they don't give them those notices. Mm. That's where the violation is, where these poor people's stuff has just been removed. Like you said, there's some bad apples. Mm. There's a lot of bad, bad apples. Let me, let me ask you this, Juleka, as we're on this particular subject at the moment, and you're saying confiscated goods. When those confiscated goods are counterfeit goods uh, and you might not have the right to return, uh, in that particular instance, and but you feel that you have the right to return, whereby those particular goods need to be returned to you. You know, do you make a distinction between um, um, counterfeit goods that obviously are illegal and need to be confiscated? And obviously, then you know, if you don't have a permit and your goods are and your goods are confiscated, and and you 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 can have a right to return. Do you make a distinction between between that? Because obviously, you know, my understanding with the bylaw and 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 comfort and con- counterfeit goods would be that you you don't have the right of return in that particular aspect. You know, coming back to the confiscation, they buy this from formal businesses. This very particular confiscate mm. goods. So, how is the traders being protected? Because those goods are bought by, mon- by their money, the hard earned money. Mm. But the former business can sell it. And this is the question. All right. Because, because we are informal, we are not allowed to sell those counterfeit goods. But the former business can sell it to the informal mm. traders. That's my question. So you, so you're saying, so you're saying that there's a lot of emphasis on the informal traders and the confiscation of illegal goods from them. But when it comes to the formal traders, they seem to be able to get away with it, and they've got all these brands in their shops, and 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 they can they can seemingly sell it. Yes, and sell it to the informal traders where they could get confiscated, and they become they become very poor. Because they could, obviously, they can't get those. Obviously, yes, they've spent their hard-earned money and it's gone. Exactly. That is where I feel our informal traders are really being trashed on the street. Mm. Juleka Latib, let me just let me just go to Kolani just for a last comment on that. Kolani, is there enough emphasis on formal traders selling counterfeit goods as well? Uh, no, there definitely is. Uh, there are uh, various operations that have taken place uh, within the city of Johannesburg uh, with uh, different stakeholders uh, like uh, uh, Customs from SARS, uh, SAPS, uh, the brand protectors. 
and also uh, departments like uh, JMPD and other metro police departments where we have targeted uh, formal businesses within the, the Johannesburg inner city in areas like uh, Von Veilach Street, on JP Street, on Grace. And uh, that's where a lot of actually the, the most counterfeit goods are found. Uh, as uh, the lady did say that today, these formal traders then sell it to informal traders, unfortunately, mm. who are trying to make a living. But uh, we do have uh, cohorted uh, operations which do target uh, formal uh, businesses within the city. Kolani mm. Fila, thank you so much, JMPD spokesperson, for coming on to Power Perspective tonight. I'm hoping also that we, we can have regular chats because obviously, you know, it's a, it's a critical issue and there's so much to, to have conversations around JMPD also. So, you you know, um, glad glad that you came on board and glad that we've had the conversation. But of course, you know, I'll be dipping into your cell phone number a little mm-hmm. few a few more times, uh, Golani, just to 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 have these particular conversations. Thank you so much, man. No, thank you, Sam. And you can dip in any time. I'll just keep my phone open. Golani Fila is, of course, JMPD spokesperson. Juleka Latib, thank you so much for bringing, you know, your concerns uh, of the informal traders and the Hawkers Association and raising them like you have. And and obviously, I think JMPD has been listening to some of those concerns that you have. Other stakeholders have been listening to your plights as well. And 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 I hope that you know something comes of the kind of concerns that you do have. Thank you for coming on to Power Perspective tonight. You are very welcome, and thank you for opportunity. Thank you. That's Tuleka Latib, of course, coordinator of the Informal Traders and Hawkers Association. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.